It's over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the Western suburbs erupt. Stop Frank or Parkside in Brunswick and Footstrap. If I see one right walk out of here, there's a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Welcome to the third episode of the Kennel Cough. My name is Caleb Scanlon and joining me in the studio as every week is Neve Felton. Neve, grim times at the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, dark days. Dark times. <laughs> uh, have we hit panic mode yet or is it still only round two? Are we not too bad? Um, I think... It's okay so far. I mean, it's not. I mean, the round two results aren't good. But if we go three, like three games in, and we're one and two, you're like, oh, okay. I feel like because Sydney were zero and six, and then they still made finals. Yeah. I won't panic until we're zero and seven. Correct. Which I feel like is inevitable, but I won't panic until <laughs> then. It's always good. Reassur- it's always reassuring knowing that Sydney have done it. So. Mm. And we've beat Sydney will... one time, so <laughs> it's okay. And it was like a pretty big game, I yeah, think. Yeah, pretty big game. Um, let's start off by saying that you should definitely get on our Facebook and our Twitter and like us, and then you should get on iTunes and give us five stars. Cause we okay, we're going straight end, in for the We did it at the today. end of the show last week, and then I checked our stats. It was like, people listen to our show for 25% of the show, so I was like, oh. let's get into that. Let's <laughs> <laughs> we're coming for you. <laughs> so if you want, if you, that's all you wanted to listen to, you can tune out now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, get on in iTunes, subscribe, and give us five stars. Helps us out heaps. Tweet to us at Twitter. We've been loving all the feedback we've been getting. Um, it's like the egos, our egos have exploded. It's kind of scary having people listen to the show. Um, but let's jump into some news headlines. I'll start it off with the first one because it's a bit of positive news, and that was that Aaron Norton got nominated for Mark of the Year. Uh, it was a nice big pack mark on the wing right in front of where I was sitting. So, oh. yeah, I got a little bit excited. We were 40 points down, so it was just like, oh, that was Anything. good. I mean, it would have been good regardless, but especially when there's not much else. One going of my on. uh, one thing my granddad taught me is that mm-hmm. uh, whenever anyone leaves the game early, and there was a few of them on the weekend, he always says, "You never leave the game early because you might miss Mark of the Year." So, oh, that's never stopped me <laughs> from <laughs> going home. <laughs> yeah, it's just like I I don't think I've ever left a game early, but oh, boy, really? boy, did I consider my it on the first weekend. ever game. My dad turned to me in the middle of the fourth <laughs> quarter and he goes, "Do you want to go home yet?" <laughs> Because we were losing to Melbourne, and he and he was like, "Oh, you know, we could go home and get get an early train." Mm. And I was like, "No, Dad, this is fun." Because I, you know, yeah. wasn't affected by. But Dad, long suffering, was like, "I just want to go home." <laughs> like, it seems like it's one of those you either leave early or you hate people that leave early. Yeah, that- <laughs> we've all no, we're a leave early family. I oh. feel a bit. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh. I feel like that's a really dodgy thing to admit to, but we. Look, we live in the outer suburbs. Fair enough. Um, we don't, especially because um, we, we live on the Hurstbridge line. If it was a Richmond Collingwood yeah. game, we're out, out of there. You're standing on the train. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And we don't want to be stuck with um, all the supporters. But Fair it is. Um, but you know, like 
look, we are a living early family. We've got other things to do. Busy people, but I don't know. Because, you know what? It was The loss was even further soured by the fact that didn't get on the first train because there was so many fans going back to, on the Werribee line. Yeah, true, see. And I was just like, if I wasn't upset enough as is, now I'm even more upset. Yeah. Because we do look at the train times before we leave early. We're like, <laughs> is it worth leaving early? Are we going to make an early? Because, like, there aren't a lot. Yeah, they fair all enough. Go to, they all go to bloody South Morang. So oh. we're like, but if it, otherwise we just stay. We do, we haven't actually left early in a while, I will say that. Okay. Like, we've kind of phased out. I think when me and my sister were little, it was more of a, like, yeah. the kids During those get... dark times, which we yeah. seemingly seem to be entering in again. Yeah, I know but, right. Yeah, I I was reluctant to leave, but next news article. Good um, on you. This one has absolutely bamboozled me. Western Bulldogs legend Bob Murphy got knocked out by Luke Darcy at training. And was this on the couch or something? Um, was no, this was on Open Mic, open Mike mic. Sheehan's That's right. um, interview program. So what happened? He just... Yeah, so Bob, um, they were playing an intra-club, yeah. and Bob and Luke Darcy are obviously good friends, and apparently oh, Rodney had told Luke Darcy and one other player, who I can't remember, um, to like um, start a bit of niggle and stuff, like treat it like a proper game. Yep. Bob Murphy didn't know that. He was just winding Darcy up, and he was like <laughs> calling him Bambi, and because he's like all arms and legs, and like Bambi's first time on the ice, oh, and like um, saying that he was a big soft ruckman and all this sort of stuff. And Darcy had had enough, and he went to like, um, they were by the goals, yeah. and um, they were, yeah, because they're on op- opposing teams. Um, Luke Darcy went to punch Robert Murphy like across the chest, so like in the stomach, in the rib sort of area, and he missed and just like smacked him straight in the jaw. <laughs> knocked him out. Yeah, knocked him out cold. And apparently, um, after like Bob came to, he was like left to his own devices, <laughs> and so he went to the locker room and he wrote "coward" <laughs> on Luke Darcy's locker, and they left it there. Like Luke Darcy <laughs> left it there, so that's something. I wonder if um, Clay Smith's locker, who has inherited number fourteen, still has "coward." No, apparently the... they did get rid of oh, it, okay. but like Darcy kept it for the rest of the season. Oh, that's amazing. I wonder next time if I. Happen if I chance to run into Luke Darcy, if I just call him Bambi, yeah, if he true. punches me in the head. Go down a pre- precinct, <laughs> precinct that, hotel. Yeah, he owns yeah. that. Because I, I didn't used to I like that. I frequented the, oh, the precinct hotel. I have been there and um, we had to leave early because my friend fell asleep and we got kicked out. <laughs> but um, I was like, wow, on, that Darcy, wasn't that great of a joint. And then I found out that Luke Darcy owned it. And now I just rave about it all the time. Uh, Me and I Luke mean, Darcy have the same birthday, so he's my he was my favourite as a kid. Really? So yeah, anything to do with Luke Darcy, I'm all about. Fair enough. Uh, next article: Luke Beveridge isn't sure when the Western Bulldogs will get up to speed after second big loss. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's just that. that that's a good analogy. Yeah, I think it makes me feel like um, when I was learning how to drive, and I said to my mum, <laughs> "My, I was like, Mum, can I go on the road yet? I was, I'm learning manual." Um, I was learning, I have learned manual. Yeah. Um, I was learning manual and I was like, mom, can I go on the road? And she's like, you have to get into third gear before you go on the road. And maybe that's where the Bulldogs are. They're driving around the soccer club car park, practicing, moving from first to second. And we're yet to get into third and fourth. Yeah. So we Look, can I haven't actually got my manual license. So, home. um, this is all going straight over my head. Oh, okay. Cause, um, I just, you know, hit the accelerator button yep. and Drive it does the it all for me. Car, <laughs> yeah, I, pretty much. I like to call it. But yes, no, I think that makes sense. But like, I don't like how he says he's not sure when we'll get up to speed. Yeah. I think with Luke Beveridge, it just seems like he does not want to be in the media at all. He just yeah. wants the dogs to be doing well and so that he doesn't have to front up to the press. He... Yeah. And I mean, he's only ever known kind of success, particularly as a Bulldogs coach. Mm. Um, so this must be something new for him. I yeah. think it's similar to like when um, 
like Ross Lyon and stuff have had like a particular Fremantle or like having True. to try to rebuild because they're not used to it. I guess the good thing maybe for Bevo is that he hasn't been the coach of a top team for very long, yeah. whereas Ross Lyon had it at St Kilda and then at Fremantle and yeah. now he's having to rebuild. So I guess the good thing is it's like early on so he hasn't got too comfortable in a certain style of coaching, but I don't know. I don't like that he says he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one was the one that you picked off SEN. Mm. Uh, Terry Wallace, our favourite man, has more questions than answers on disappointed dogs. Yeah, fair enough. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> so we don't be old. Terry Wallace uh, obviously knows the Bulldogs well. I think... Maybe he just needs to come in and give him a spray is what he's angling for. Oh, like he's probably in like our, a real, in our like, intro, the yeah, spray, the yeah, Terry exactly. Wallace spray. Maybe um, you could come in from and year give of the that dogs. One. Like he, it's like rubbing his little hands together, plow. He's <laughs> like, oh, you know, if I um, maybe they'll call me back just as like a spray coach because yes. apparently the Bevo isn't very good at giving sprays. So nah, you bring Terry soft. Wallace in specifically to spray him, mm-hmm. fire him up, and they're like, oh my god, it's Terry Wallace, and um, and then we go well. That's my. One interesting thing from, that, <laughs> from the famous spray that is in our intro yep. talks about uh, if one person walks out and pats someone on the back, for then doing he'll a good spew job. up. Spew up! One <laughs> of the stats that was very low on the weekend was bum taps from the dogs. There is seriously low. Is there, do you keep stats for that? Uh, don't know if Champion Data do, but you I do? certainly... I'm, oh, you're like those old blokes that sit there <laughs> yeah. with like the radio and one ear and they're taking yes. notes, but yours is just like... I got it on tap. Grandstand, AFL, yep. ABC, and I'm... <laughs> Um, but look, really low. I can't remember what there's just, you know, when something happens enough. and you're like, get it, you've got to get around him, go and get around yeah, him. Yeah, well, I think it was in like 2016. There was even a few of them like squeezing, like full on <laughs> like cupping and squeezing. I'm going to contact Champion Data and say, can I have the stats on? Yeah, that, I mean, they're always the looking Bulldogs. for data And analysis. if you don't have them, I've, I've got a, I'm, I'm there. I'll create a job <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, true. That sounds good. But yeah, so not enough bum taps going on. Um, Terry Wallace needs to come in, give him a spray. Um, yeah, Wallace was saying that is a, there's lingering doubt when things aren't going well because oh. there's a different um, there's a different mindset. Um, and about yeah, like asking, like I was saying before, Luke Beveridge, um, if he'd ever dealt with a sort of any sort of failure before, and he says he goes to Collingwood for their premiership, goes to Hawthorne for the fr- the three Pete, mm. and goes to the Bulldogs and take them to takes them to the premiership. I'm struggling here, and he's the Messiah, oh. and this is the first time he's been put under real pressure. Yeah, okay, I so, see what he's saying. Yeah, although I think the story that I love about Beveridge is that he coached St Bede's in the Vaffa. Mm-hmm. They won Div three. Then they went and won Div 2 because like, they won and got promoted. Yep. Then they won Div 2 and then somehow went on to win Div 1. So, like, yep. I'm, I mean, that's a lot. That's three years of success. And I, I'm not really arguing that he hasn't seen, like, unsuccessful teams. But to coach a team from Div 3 to then proceed on to Div 1, I mean, that's some kind of development. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hopefully, I mean, I think it would be a bit overwhelming. And at least when you're at, like, VAFA level, there isn't as much... Um, sort of media spotlight on you, yeah, obviously. Um, but I think it'll be a challenge, but I, I feel like he's good enough to do it. I hope yeah. he's good enough to do it because I don't really... I feel like having... like being, But, like, we're not going to sack him. I feel like nah, having... Gosh, no. uh, like, winning a premiership in your second year and in your fourth year now, um, you've got a bit of leeway. I think you can get to, like, six... I feel like, depending on how this season goes, we'd keep him. And then if next season ended up as bad as it is like now. If we continue just like flatlining, yeah, then I can see something happening. But other than that, because it's like, who would you get in it instead? Like potentially like 
Do you think Probably Rowan ter- Smith or someone? Yeah, <laughs> Does Terry, Terry Wallace. Wallace want to come back. Terry Wallace, because um, <laughs> he did such a great job at the Dogs. Yeah, like, what exactly. Do we go? <laughs> 2004, we finished Wooden Spooners. So yeah, he's Terry a good Wallace, man. Come he back. knows where it is. Like he can really relate. I thought if anyone would be kind of, you know, oh Bevo could do this. Mm. So I understand how he's feeling. There's a there's and there's not a lot of like the people who are commenting on it, like putting themselves in Bevo's shoes, I guess it's a bit like, oh, he's never had success or whatever, but it's not like, how would I feel if I, like, what would I be doing? It's more like, I don't know, there's more kind of less empathy and more kind of criticism. And I think, I mean, obviously there has to be a level of criticism, but I don't know, I don't like the... I don't think there's any point putting heaps of pressure on people. Yeah. It don't when it's I mean, sure like pressure makes a diamond, but I think like <laughs> it's not the ideal way to go about it. Particularly when Bevo I think has demonstrated through his coaching that he's not uh he doesn't like to put pressure on his players in that sort yeah. of way, so what difference so does it make putting pressure yeah, yeah, on him? Yeah, correct. He prefers when it's all uh, going really well, and I yeah. hope that it gets back to that. Yes. Uh, another one that you picked out was that Gary Lyon outlines how Beveridge can turn the Bulldogs around. Is there any merit in what he's saying? Gary Lyon goes for the Bulldogs. He went for us on on the couch really? on Monday, but he's still he's very critical, but not in a mean way, which I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, um, Not like sometimes when you hear Matthew Lloyd. <laughs> oh, Matthew Lloyd hates the Western <laughs> Bulldogs. Hates the Bulldogs. But yeah, um, Lion was saying on the couch, it would appear whatever Bevo's selling that we don't want to buy it. Right. And I was like, okay, but what if he's just not selling anything? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. what if he's maybe the shut up shop? Um, he also <laughs> suggested that we may not have a like the talent base because there's always Ooh. that thing of like, where are their superstars? Or even in 2016, it was like, who are their A graders? Like, obviously, mm. Bon Jappelli particularly at the time. I would argue that Jack McRae yeah. is an A grader for sure. Yeah, I'd even argue that Johannesson, A grader. Yeah, well, definitely. I think definitely. I mean, there was talk in at the start of 2016 before he did his hamstring that he was going to be the first defender to win a Brownlow in ages. Right, yeah. And it's, they've all just kind of, apart from McRae, they've, a lot of them have dropped off. But there's always that talk of, um, oh, you know, this they don't have any A grade talent because of whatever reason, I don't know, people don't see it. I think we have a lot of good players. That's what's the most frustrating thing about it, I find, mm. is that you know how good these players can be and you know how well they can play, but you're, not, you're just not getting it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if I said this last week particularly, but I said it, I was talking to my sister about it. It was like when we had like Tutton, Sherman, I think, yeah, we did talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. going back to those other times, the other dark times, it was oh. like, oh, these are just a bunch, like these guys are just, like, I mean, they're all right footballers in the grand scheme of life, but they're kind of spuds when it gets to yes. AFL level. Um, and now it's like, oh, I know how well they can play. Like, I know they can attack the ball. Like, I yeah. know they can tackle. And so not seeing it is just really disheartening. Yeah. And it's not like a little bit with the young guys, like when we're having Ed Richards and we're having Norton play well, we're like, oh, this is great. This is a surprise. Whereas with these guys that have been have seen success, yeah, it's, it's like it's, where's it's frustrating because you know that they where's have the hunger. Yeah, <laughs> we know that they have they can reach that next level. Yeah, um, and it's not. I feel like when we when Tut and Sherman were playing, it was a nice <laughs> surprise when things clicked and you're like, oh, he's great. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so Gary Lyon says we might not have the talent base, but at the same time, you don't need talent to tackle. That's, That's a good point. Yeah. I could just, tackle uh, and I'm pretty yeah. untalented. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm a bit like Luke Darcy, Bambi. And so <laughs> it's like I can still tackle. But um, but like um, Paul Bruce as well on the couch made the point that you need to start with like 15, like around 15 guys who are going to yep. get their hands dirty. So mm. like I would bring in probably Wallace and I think as well, keeping Wallace out, he's going to be like ready to go. Like yeah. you saw, like his game coming back from the broken leg, like he set it on fire because right, I think yeah. he just wants to play footy. So like, I think bringing in Wallace and people like that 
would be good. I think Redpath, obviously, we would have wanted to bring, especially with Trengrove out, we can bring another yeah. tool in. Um, and, like, those are the kind of guys that I think, like, and, like, have something to fight for. Like, I mean, Correct. Redpath, hopefully he doesn't, like, touch anybody <laughs> delicately like he did to Phil Davis. I mean, he's been, he's been spotted kicking the footy around at a local park and the AFL were like, hang on, mm, don't sorry. know if you're allowed to do that. Yeah, you're not actually allowed to go <laughs> near a football. Sorry, because you um, touched accidentally just gave someone a little because you were playing on him yeah, um, yeah. and it's a contact sport <laughs> and now you're not allowed to play for a month's uh, worth of games um, which you know uh, that's a whole nother can of worms that makes me incredibly angry but I think having yeah players like we, we that posted in, on the Facebook bigger, biggest conspiracy or bigger sorry not conspiracy bigger saga saga pardon me or, than Essendon um, and I think that's yeah it is in my good eyes good rhetorical question darkest because, day yes. in Australian sport <laughs> forget the bow tampering it's what's happened to Jack Redpath. But, yeah, look, I I think, yeah, I agree with Paul Roosan that we need to bring in some players. I think it's really good to, like, debut a bunch of players and it is – it would be interesting if the club had communicated to everyone, oh, no, it's mm. rebuilt. We're going to give these young players new games. Yeah. But I don't understand why someone like Wallace wouldn't be getting a gig. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's never really – it's never really been justified. I don't, is, is he trying to, like – has mm. Wallace maybe not – lit up the track this preseason. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's, I don't know. it's certainly, I don't think he's been injured. Whether he, No, I don't think, because he, no. he's been playing VFO. And like Shane Biggs, 30 disposals. I think we'll talk about it in yeah. a little bit. Um, But like, obviously someone who is, I find maybe he doesn't, again, like set the world on fire at AFO level. But when he goes back down to VFO, he like destroys it. You can it. tell he's a class. So, yeah, yeah a exactly. Above. Like he's definitely more than a VFO player. So mm. I think bringing him in, and I kind of, and I think, um, he's another one. I think I like that we have a lot of like journeymen because I think that helps us play that more kind of like getting your hands dirty kind of football. Yeah. Because they know what it takes to get there, but we're just not seeing it at the moment. So I know that yeah, we don't have like you know Geelong's midfield or something yeah. like that. But which is I guess where <laughs> Gary Lyons coming from with the yeah. talent basing. But like Geelong's midfield is just like by chance so good. You know what I mean? Unfairly like you draft Selwood, Dangerfield is from. Geelong. The Geelong area, Ablett is from the Geelong area. Like it's not, yep. it's not that they're recruiting geniuses. It's just that for some reason people want to live in Geelong. Yeah, <laughs> don't know why. Like it's just, it's not like they've got good beaches or anything. Or yeah, I know. Like premiership success. Yeah. Uh, that's another thing. Last story. Free we'll finish on a good note. Wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, Western Bulldogs son of a gun embracing the pressure of famous West pedigree. It was an article in Fox Sports about. Uh, Scott West's son. Yeah, Riley. Riley West. Uh, bit of a gun playing in the TAC Cup this year. And I think in the article in, within like the first paragraph, there was probably three puns to yeah, do with West, so which is fantastic. It opens with, he has the famous West name and he could end up out West, there it is, by the end of the year. But this son of a gun is embracing the pressure that comes with his pedigree, <laughs> a word often associated with dogs. So how's that? Yeah, either that or it was just like sponsored by a pedigree dog food. Oh, there you go. There's a good idea. Maybe we could. He uh, could get a personal sponsorship. Yes. Like screw Nike and all that. Like yeah. pedigree dog food. I'd like to see him get sponsored by West End Beer or something like that. Oh, true. Mm, Adelaide products are awkward. Yeah. Let's review the game from the weekend. Um, you found a tweet that was really interesting from John mm. Ralph. And he was talking a little bit about Toby McLean <laughs> dropping his shoulder. What was that all about? Yeah, so John Ralph. Um, say what well, I'm not going to bring the man into disrepute, so I'll just come <laughs> straight out with what his tweet was. So, John, he goes, 
Toby McLean has to get the duck and raised arm out of his game. Mm-hmm. Just won another free kick then, but even Bucks, even Bucks, even Bucks noticed it during a radio discussion. What's on that even mean? Does that week. mean Bucks doesn't notice many things? I know. It's, like, <laughs> it's a bit of a backhand to Nathan Buckley. Like, it of is so people. obvious that even Nathan Buckley is noticing it. Like, I don't understand that even Bucks part. Any- uh, anyway, um, and staging. I think ducking and playing for free kicks is different from staging. Staging is like when... Uh, Jack Redpath slightly pushes you because you're playing contact sport and you guys are playing on each other and you roll back like you've just been shot in the kneecap. Um, That's staging to me. Um, And somebody, Thomas Waldron, Waldy underscore 2000, if you're listening, um, why why get it out of his game if it's working? How does that make sense, right? Bang, nail on the head. Fair enough. And he says, he goes on, he plays... um, I guess the father figure maybe to Toby McLean here. And he says, because McLean is good enough to play footy without milking free kicks like that. So it's an ethical thing. Yes. (laughs) It's a moral, it's a spirit of the game. Why bring the game into disrepute? Um, It labels you with a perception that is hard to get rid of even when you stop doing it. And um, if you look at the replies to this tweet, (laughs) if it's good enough for McLean, then surely you'll follow up this tweet with one directed at Selwood. Joel Selwood has built a career out of it. Selwood and Shui do the same. Can say the same thing about Joel Selwood. Selwood does it consistently every game too. And then my favourite one is Selwood with like four question marks. <laughs> and um, yeah, if you go down, it's just, um, uh, yeah, someone's like, can you clear this up for me? Is Joel Selwood going to be a great player? Um, I mean, Joel Selwood's reputation, geez, hasn't that taken a hit since his diving? Yeah. People talk about well, him somebody, being yeah. the best captain in the AFL. Poor so guy. courageous. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... And I then, mean, if Toby McLean one day gets called the best captain in the AFL because he ducks, be a bit of a hit to his reputation. Yeah, so I don't really understand um, why uh, John Ralph says stuff like that. I feel like round one they they were, picking, they were calling him out. Sorry, not John Ralph. They, were, they weren't giving the freeze to Toby McLean. Yeah, exactly. And you know, he upped his game and milked it even more and got more free kicks, so good but on him. But he doesn't even get like the most free kicks in the team, so... No. It's, I don't know. I think it's he's an easy target because he's a young player. Um, he's in a poor side. Um, he's very small and skinny. So, you know, a particular, I mean, he's kind of bulked up a little bit. But sometimes yeah. I'm just like, Toby, like, go out in the Look sun. Look after yourself. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we'll see, like, I don't know. I feel like he's just an easy target, especially from, like, John Ralph, who in the past... A uh, couple of weeks, actually, he's really like taken his role as like a spin doctor pretty seriously. Mm. Like he came out with that article. Oh, who could forget? Yeah, yeah, about about for every for every, for every coke nightclub snorting. hopping, coke snorting, rootin' tootin', bad boy footy player. There was like twelve that go to hospitals, yeah. and then like the Did same week that? there was a story about like Dane Swan going to hospitals, <laughs> and so I was like, it's not like the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah, but when I lost those John Ralph, like I don't understand. So I don't oh, know. I just think it was a good point because, um, uh, yeah. Look, I don't. I mean, I don't like people. Drawing free kicks, but yeah. when you are 40 points down and you desperately yeah. need a kick inside 50, it's like, okay. And I, I mean, obviously, I'm so one eyed and I'm like, woohoo, cheeky. Like, it's That's a fine. given with our show. But yeah, like. That should be like our caveat at the start. Just, we are one eyed, take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, yeah, I, I, but yeah, I agree. If he's, if Toby McLean's copying it so much, 
then surely Joel Selwood, you know, detracts from his game, all that mm, sort of stuff. Correct. And, I mean, Toby McLean, I think, played a pretty good game on the weekend considering yeah. how badly the whole team played. True. So I think he's he's coming up the ranks. Like, he's he's changed from, like, a half forward who, like, does a stint in the midfield to, like, a real hard inside midfielder. And I, like, maybe I think he should take it out of his game because I want other people to see how good he is. Like, yeah, that's it. Because, I mean, Joe Selwood is particularly great, so you have to be so good. But still, people... I mean, we saw Sicily on the weekend absolutely yeah. <laughs> give it to Selwood in more ways than one because he is so sick of him um, ducking for free. So I'd hate to see that happen to McLean. Yeah. Uh, interesting fact. Last week, our Nuffy of the Week, we nominated a guy called Alex... Mm-hmm. Alex wrote uh, on Facebook saying, Bevo's post-match sounds like he's looking forward to some early draft picks for next year. Cue in the rack. Mm. Boy, did we laugh then. Um, but, yeah, like, who who are you looking for? Like, do you think we might be a do good chance for the number one pick yeah, in the draft? Yeah, I mean, we we're laughed at Alex. Now. We uh, laughed at and him. And after seeing the performance on the weekend, I almost reckon we might get a good draft and it's meant to be a super draft so well we've got well, I mean I think Riley like West is hopefully plan. like sewn up True. I was saying um, to dad last night that maybe it's like Riley West is so good we like we gave Libba and Hunter the premiership I mean Mitch Wallace was still part of that group yeah. sort of thing the premiership that their dad never had yeah potentially Brownlow we're like that West never had or premiership the premiership I was going to say do you know, he definitely had a brown though Scott West? Yeah. Nah, I never won one. Most, pre- most Brownlow votes... Can you cut votes... that out then? <laughs> Please. <laughs> most Brownlow votes without winning a Brownlow, Scott West. Okay. And he was so stiff. There was, I think one year he oh, got picked it was, by oh, Wawoden. Yes, Wawoden, yes. That's, in my head, it's kind of like, oh yes, Chris Cairn is the 1997 yeah. Brownlow. And then I forget about Wawoden <laughs> because, but I mean, seven best and fairest yeah. is how much he won. Um, so, yeah, the premiership that his dad never had. Potentially, that's why we're playing all these debutants because we're like, we've got to get mm. that age group around Riley West to really step up, be really yep. good. So, he's guaranteed to win a premiership. Yeah. Is my theory. Fair enough. Uh, another one from the weekend. I thought Caleb Daniel looked a bit rusty coming back yeah. into the team. Seemed like he turned the ball over a lot. So, yeah, I don't which know was whether weird. It'll... There was one mm. that he turned it straight over and it ended up in a goal. And I was like, oh, Caleb. Yeah. And man. usually, uh, I think Caleb Daniel is one of the. Uh, smartest, safer, safer yeah, users smartest ball users in my mm-hmm. opinion. So it was um, very, yeah, I didn't expect that at all, which was, you know, that was upsetting seeing him. Mm. And he probably, like, maybe as well he'd put a lot of pressure on himself, kind of yeah. being like, oh, we played so badly. Now I've been brought in for my good decision-making. Like, oh, I need to really step up yeah. and then just got overwhelmed maybe. Uh, another one, Lin Jong got knocked out pretty early on, came back mm, into the game. Tim English's elbow. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was bony, but like <laughs> that would like slice poor Lin yeah. Jong up. Like, I couldn't uh, believe it. Seemed pretty quiet. Probably missed a couple of goals, which would have helped. Yeah. Which, can we just say, our goal kicking eye. was terrible. Ooh, bad. I was frustrated. Bad, bad, bad. Was the, the roof was open, wasn't it? Yeah. Was yeah. Let's say it was the wind. Close the roof. <laughs> and my last player that I had, kind of thought played a bit bad was Honeychurch. I've stood by him the last couple of weeks, but I don't think he did enough for me. I reckon those three may be on the, the chopping block. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lin Jong, depending on how his eye goes, True. potentially needs... Actually, I take back Lin Jong. And I he think played concussion... most of the time forward as well. Yeah. He wasn't playing his usual kind of like midfield and like mm. rest forward role, which I think would be better for him. I want to see the return of Lin Jong the Ruckman. 
Personally. Yes. Maybe that's the key ingredient. Yeah. Well, potentially, I mean, Trengrove's out, potentially um, Roughhead out, Lin Jong, Tim English, rotating through the ruck. Think about it. That's uh, <laughs> a, a nice idea. Uh, positives from the weekend because yep. we love, we're, we we're optimistic stay positive. Western Bulldogs if we fans. have nothing, if we... I can't think of what I was... I was it, trying to pretty... have something in, inspirational there, but I'm just so disillusioned <laughs> with football. Quote here. <laughs> yeah, insert um, positive quote here. No, yeah, if we something don't about look for positives... Yeah. Yes, glass half full of... There's a quote you haven't heard before. Be something. glass half full. Yep. Um, Stringer only had nine disposals for Essendon on the weekend. Oh, is that... Oh, is that why you're going straight forward? <laughs> yeah, true. His old number. Ah, maybe that's what he was going Spooky. for. Spooky. Mm. Uh, Jack McRae was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, what was it? It was like 31 disposals, yep. 19 kicks, Ooh. really high efficiency. Right, that. Um, yeah, he As is you said before, elite a, a grader. That yeah, I would consider over. him an A grader. I Always think looked over. he is a good user of the ball. Um, he would get more kicks as well if they started calling more of the like high tackles and pushes in the back and smacks around the chops and stuff for him. Um, but, yeah, I think he's really, really good. Kicked three goals as well. It's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, that's a, the other thing. Three yeah. goals. Like, meh, especially in a team that kicks, like, a total of, like, eight goals per yeah. game. Like, Well, that's it. Our next best was Dunkley with two goals and Lockie mm-hmm. Hunter with two goals. Yep. Sounds um, good. Yeah, I thought Dunkley, Dunkley looked a bit off, but he just wasn't getting any good delivery. Correct, so. yeah. He kept, like, he, they'd kick it to him and he'd mark it. On the tightest angle possible. Yes, because he was getting yeah the worst delivery. So, and I don't think I think the Eagles' defense was really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it was really good. I think they're starting to use the web again. Yeah, Um, can't wait for that to come back into every footy talk show around. Let's look at a graphic. Let's look at another graphic that we did. Let's get it in the lab. One of the (laughs) presenters to stand next to a TV, pause it, and draw a web. Yep. And do some kind of draw a line from one player, and you can see how it makes a shape. Mm. Um, anyway, um, I think, yeah, I Matthew think their Lloyd, defense was you. good in, like, pushing us <laughs> around. Um, and, yeah, he just couldn't lead it to any good spots. But also yeah. we were we were just, like, so struggling so hard to get the ball forward. Yeah. Um, and then the delivery was just awful. What do you think of Ed Richards? I thought he was time? good. I think there was only one kick that I was like, oh, my God, yeah. like, where he shanked it because he dropped it. Yeah, he dropped yep. it on the side of his but boot. But before, like, immediately before that, he took a really good intercept mark. And, like, mm. it was a shame that... He uh, butchered the kick because it would have been a really good play. Yeah, exactly. There was a few things that he did that I thought he looked good, and he's easy to spot with his beautiful red hair. Um, <laughs> Paul yeah. Hanson-esque hair. Don't tarnish him like that. That's horrible. It's <laughs> a horrible thing to say about our debutant. Yeah, but, take that back. Uh, sorry, <laughs> no, more Ed. like, who's a good redhead? Uh, Ronald McDonald. Um, I guess nah. Cameron Ling. Yeah, okay, Cameron he Ling. He could be the new Cameron Ling if he grows yeah, nice. it out a bit more, maybe. I but think I th- I mean I think um, Ed Richards is going to be really good, but I had this horrible thought when I was sitting there. I was like, we just have to make sure we're good enough that he doesn't request a trade <laughs> somewhere true. else. Fair Especially enough. given that Collingwood are going really badly, is well, not Lou really Richards badly, but they've been yeah. They could like yeah. make a play for him. They have a lot of money. I am assuming. Oh, they, I think they capped out because they spent all their money on Chris Main and Daniel Wells. Oh, <laughs> true. I forgot because I was like, and who hasn't are that paid dividends? I'm like, oh, Pen- Pendlebury and probably um, who's the bloke who came down from JWS? Plays in the back line. He's really good. Taylor Adams. Oh, Taylor Adams. Yeah. Um, of I was like, oh, they would, but otherwise, who else would they have that's playing in their best twenty-two? <laughs> but then everyone's saying like they're going to throw a wad of cash at Tom Lynch. Like, 
like what? Yeah. Today. Well, that, well, I'm worried they're going to throw a water cash at Lil Ed Richards. <laughs> it's like they miss out on Tom Lynch, so they'll spend two mil on Ed Richards. Yep, they'll probably spend Fair two enough. mil on. They'll probably. I'm trying to think of somebody like. Uh, who's a who's a thirty to thirty five year old? Jared White. Jared White. There you go. He'll go to um, get injured. Won't play for Collingwood. And then be- he, no, he'll. You know what he'll do? He'll be at North. Get injured. Come back. Punch someone, get suspended, <laughs> yeah. come back, finish off the season, not get a contract renewed because they're rebuilding, and then Collingwood will Collingwood pay will be for them. And then he'll get injured, and then he'll come back, and then he'll punch someone. And <laughs> it's just a big cycle. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Billy Gowers was another po- mother- uh, another positive. He looked at, like took a few great grabs. Oh, for sure. He's Could very have strong. Could four. And just missed easy opportunities. Mm. So he's right at home at the Bulldogs. Yeah, I think he looks at home. Yeah, takes good perfect. marks, shows a lot of promise, can't kick straight. Yeah, and our last positive was obviously... Oh, we've got two more positives, sorry. Oh. Aaron, we, we're really good at finding positives in a, what, like a demolishing win, uh, mm-hmm. loss. Aaron Norton took a pretty sweet mark. And our last one is that the 2018 draft is meant to be a super draft, yep. which is... Uh, looking really to looking the for really looking for positives. Exactly, that's um, what I'm saying. Riley what? West, future Premiership player. <laughs> Only tw- uh, 20, 20 more rounds, and it's in November. So, oh, well, like that's mark eight. this day down, Western <laughs> Bulldogs fans. That's seven <laughs> months' time. Uh, <laughs> in the reserves, the Western Bulldogs had a ten-point victory against Essendon, their mm-hmm. last practice match before the VFL season kicks off. So that's good. Yeah, es- oh, we'll beat Essendon. Gonna play Essendon oh, this oh. week. That could bode well. Fe- feathers have been ruffled at Essendon. Yep. Um, the club is thinking, oh my goodness, they were so good in the twos. Their ones must be just as good. Yep. They have Essendon. Don't look at any other games <laughs> yeah. apart from the ones that they're playing. And they're even like, bother they're, they're the terrified. Yep. They are so scared. Wow. Mitch Wallace probably going to come back into the team. Had twenty nine possessions and four goals. Four. And as he said, that game when he came back against Geelong, oh, was he on played so fire. well. So hmm. let's hope he comes back with that same vigor. And lays a few tackles as well because it seems like we're just low on tackle count. Yep. Uh, yeah, for sure. Dixon had four goals. That's another one of the premiership players that I would love to see back in the team. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like I feel like Billy Gowers might have a similar kind of build. Uh, I mean, Gowers has played well, but I didn't understand why he was in over Dixon at the start of the season. But I don't know. Beveridge is a smart I think man. Dixon was potentially – I keep saying potentially today – but probably <laughs> probably injured is probably potentially yeah, the word yeah, I'm looking no, for. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so good to see he's found some form. Hmm. Uh, Shane Biggs, our favourite man on yep. on Instagram, had 30 touches. But I did read that he turned the ball over a little bit. So with those, each of those 30 touches was a turnover. Yeah. So three, <laughs> three turnovers for 30 touches. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah, um, I think bring him and Redpath back in. Best yeah. mates. Got to get some of those good get vibes. Yep, yep, yep. Going. Get those, like, because they just seem like they have this friendship that would lift the mood of the Western Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've witnessed this friendship through social media, so yeah. I don't know anything about it. I'm a voyeur it. to this friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I live vicariously. <laughs> th- I don't actually have any friends of my own. I feel like I'm a part of their friendship, but I've never hung I out with know. either of them. I would. Oh, it'd be great. But if they want to come on the show, yeah. um, maybe we'll target both of them and just hang out. Yep. Talk about they can take, at first sight. They can take over the podcast. <laughs> yeah. There's a positive. I don't mind that at all. Uh, and the last one, forgotten defender of the Western Bulldogs. Forgotten defender. I don't know why hasn't he been in discussion lately? Lewis Young. I think I don't think he played the first two 
VFL practice matches. Right. Maybe. Okay. So he's I didn't back. see any stats about it. Yeah. He's yeah. inherited the number two off Bob Murphy. So, mm. you know, rated highly. Very rated very highly. Um, probably. Would you say number two or number six would be the second most famous number at number three? Borders? Second most. Oh, yeah, second number most. Three. I was like, what? <laughs> um, oh, probably six. <laughs> yeah. You had like Brad Johnson. Brad Luke Johnson's Dullhouse. a pretty big deal. Fair enough. I can't think of any I mean, other number two. I mean, two's too good, but. Two, you've only really had Bob Murphy. Yeah, so that's. It's becoming a cool number. I hope number. I'm not. I hope I'm not forgetting anybody who wore number two. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on the Essendon game on Sunday? Yeah, exciting. It'll be the first game I'll get to go do this season. Oh, cool. Which is nice. So we I... beat Essendon last year. We beat them late oh, in the we, season. Did we smash them? Smashed them. Or is that the their um? We, I don't know if we year. smashed them. But we one, oh, I think we, we beat them like, by like 15, 20 points. And yeah. It was no, so good. Like was Bont was there. on fire. Um, Joey Danaher was on fire, but we still beat them. Uh, yes, I know. Yep. Jogging my memory. I don't know. And like, you know when you're going badly and you can't remember any games? Yeah. It's kind of like everything blurs into one. Well, I've been like looking for better times and that was one of the ones that I mm. that I latched onto. Yeah. Feeling, cause it, we I think the last... Afterwards. Essendon game, I like remember clearly was Adam Cooney's retirement one because oh, we yep. went to that and that was nice. Yeah, it was I like the that. guard of honor with the both teams, which was cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I mean, I don't dislike Essendon so much, but I don't want to see Stringer play a good game. Yeah, that's <laughs> the big thing. Because Even then, because if- we're, we're doing so badly and we're already getting like hung out to dry every week, we'll just be made fun of for letting him go. Like and trying to trade him, yeah. Um, if he plays really well, but I mean, I saw on like Essendon fan forums that they were like, "He needs to spend a week in the twos." Like, what's he doing? And yeah. I was like, "That I know I can relate exactly to that. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I can relate to that like uh, crazy." I felt like that last. I year. just want to see him. He used to do this all the time for us. In like, and it'd always be in the forward fifty as well. Someone would handball him the ball, and to like look like a sick dog or whatever, he'd jump straight up. <laughs> to receive the handball and in the time he went up and down obviously that gave his opponent time to tackle him um and then it was either cold holding the ball or um a ball up because we never know what the umpires are going to call when um, is ho- when is it i uh, i don't understand the holding the ball rule I don't think no. Well, do you would you like to be an AFL umpire? That's the first um, I used to umpire like under I was must have been like 14 I was umpiring under 18s and That's I used terrifying. to just get abused. It was so bad. I yeah. feel like I have PTSD from it. Oh, for sure. I would, I mean, w- you have to be appreciative of umpires because it's a horrible job and without yeah. them, like, we wouldn't be able to play the game. But sometimes. Here's something that doesn't get said enough. It's the hardest game to, to umpire Yeah, in the hardest world. game to umpire doesn't in the world because much. none of the rules make sense. No. No, I think, I mean, my, I'm of the opinion that umpires need to be full-time because they need to be, like, yeah. across the rules more. And, like, it's hard enough. And I understand, like, you need more time to practice and not only not be distracted by, like, your other job or whatever. So umpires need to be full-time. I feel like the AFL has, if we can prop up a team on a Gold Coast, then I'm sure we can pay umpires full-time. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, yes, so I just want to see Stringer do that, jump up and down and get tackled by one <laughs> of our players because it drives me nuts. If that happens once in the game, I will... I will message you. I'll just be like, it happened. Uh, Joe Danaher is probably the danger man, and they're saying Arazio mm. Fantasia might Arazio come back. Fantasia. Which BT is salivating over the thought of. Yeah, so he'll be up and about. <sighs> get the good times rolling for yeah. BT. I don't know. I'm Did you watch BT the game fan. on Monday? BT was... Yeah, I, I, watched, watched, I got to watch bits of it. 
the first, so Gary Ablett kicked a goal and banana na na yes. came back. I liked so it. So good. I like BT. Yeah. It's a bit, little bit more exciting. He doesn't use slows anymore, which is a fun bit of character development for him. So I actually quite like it. I think he provides like a lot of meme value. Yeah. And if the game is boring, he'll say something funny. Um, I know that um, the eSport, Essendon eSports team took oh. issue at how he spoke. Did they really? Yeah. One of the, the, the one girl, the yep. token girl that was sitting with them. Um, she is on an esports like panel show, uh-huh. and she was saying how it was like it, you can be cheeky without being disrespectful, <laughs> and I agree with that. But it's just BT. It's BT. Like I don't want to make like excuses for like because he's like having a joke and he's a good bloke, whatever. But uh, like he doesn't understand the world exactly. around him. Like he <laughs> knows football <laughs> and nothing else. Yeah. Like how is he supposed to understand? What he doesn't he know do what if he esports. Wasn't a commentator. He'd just be like a spruker or something. At like. Outside stores, yes, he'd like, be like, you know, when you go to the get, shopping centre, yes. there's like someone with a microphone and a little PA at the Come front. and get your banana. Yeah, true, at like the grocer or something. But um, look, yeah, the man only knows football. He doesn't know what esports are. I don't no. think he knows how big of an industry it is and how much money it's making and how Essendon and Adelaide are actually really smart His for getting into it now. idea of esports would be like AFL Evolution 2016 or whatever yeah, game Yeah, exactly. That came like, out. I don't think he quite understands like how popular and how much <laughs> money yes. um, they're making out of it and like... I mean, it's all well and good to play lots of video games, but like if you can make money out of it, then you're a genius, in my opinion. Oh, so, so but fun. yeah, but it, like it's just that added bit of like it just produces good content and a bit of personality and stuff, which yeah. is cool. So, and I like it balanced with like a bit of, I don't know, who's a smart, maybe Bruce McAvaney, like to yeah, balance it out right. with a bit of like yeah. uh, nice adjectives and long words. Yeah, it'll be, I think it's good having. Um, like Jason Bennett as well now on the primetime coverage because yeah. he's pretty good. There was oh there was something the it's other refreshing. day that he said though in the Bulldogs game and I was like, well that was wrong. Or he kept calling oh, you know what it was? He kept calling um Roughhead Trengrove. Uh, and Treng it was like when the ball was kind of going between our forward fifty and the square and he's like, And Trengrove takes the mark and there's Trengrove again. And like my sister <laughs> was like, Is Trengrove <laughs> the fastest man in the world? Like you saying boat, eat your head up. But he didn't understand because they oh, went back amazing. to Roughhead and he called him Trengrove again. And we were like, Surely I mean they look kind of, they got the same same kind of beard, same coloured hair, blah blah blah. But Surely you would figure it out yeah. that it's two different blokes. Like, there's like, absolutely hmm, no Trengrove's. way Trengrove could get from A to B that quickly. I just imagine he looked at the stat sheet at the end. He's like, I'm certain Trengrove had more touches yeah, than this. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. But, yeah, BT, good. Yeah. But also, I don't want him, like, giving in too many positive vibes mm. with Stringer and Arazio in the same yeah. team against the Bulldogs. Uh, another thing this weekend, Doggies versus Essendon. There is another Sin podcast out there we're fierce rivals with. Yep. Flying Up Podcast. It's by, Don't even um, say the name. <laughs> there is another podcast out there. Uh, the FU Podcast, <laughs> which is its initials. No. And look, just... I'm not going to say that we're a better podcast than them. We've got more likes than them. We have, uh, we've got <laughs> just... one review on iTunes. I wrote it. But, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. If that, we have but... one review on Facebook from me, but it's okay. Um, no, so... but yeah, true. It's like the Sin AFL Podcast Cup. Yep. I mean... Even if we lose, I'll still point to the fact that we have more ratings and views than them. But Yep, the podcast. Hopefully, our podcast can get them over the line. Yep, so Liam, if you're listening, we're I'm going to email for you. Luke Beveridge. <laughs> <laughs> I 
li- get them to listen to this and it'll give them all the strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen in. They'll realise yeah. that there's a lot on the line at the Sin the Sin headquarters. Yeah, big HQ. No. I'm and, actually um, going to unfriend all of the admin <laughs> from the Flying Up podcast for the unfriend. week. Not talk to them at all. Oh, my God. Um, in serious talk, though, mm. Joe Danaher, who do you think is going to play in him? Because uh, ideally you'd be Dolly. like, Del Morris. Yeah. But Del Morris on the mend from... His torn, he's partially torn ACL. Maybe, uh, you know who I, I keep, I'm going to say Zane Cordy, and I was so close to saying Ace Cordy. For some reason, it just hasn't oh, bring back left Ace. my vocabulary. I miss him. Oh. I miss having the A to Z of Cordy's. I walked past this, there's this Based one op Cordy. shop in Yarraville and had Ace Cordy's training jersey, like sitting at the front. Are you serious? Yeah, number 49 emblazoned on the front. And I was like, oh, I want it just because I thought it might be his actual training jersey. Yeah, it probably would be. Like I mean, He's probably like, yep, dropped it off. He plays for Williamstown now, I think. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, and one time I was on a, I was in a Simpsons meme Facebook page and I went to tag my friend um, whose name is Cordy. So yep. shout out to you if you're listening, Cords. Um, and I typed in Cordy and it came up with Ace Cordy. So uh, fan of Simpsons memes. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, maybe we should get him back in the team just to get some shit posting. Simpsons memes in there. There it is. But uh, Zane Cordy registered a game high 11 one percenters. So oh. 11% uh, if, <laughs> if, I, if I did my math correct. But um, couldn't even... T- <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't even tell you oh, what a one percenter is. No, it's like you know the bits that you like don't actually shepherd? get a proper yeah, like a shepherd or a, a bum tap. taps. Um, I don't know if a spoil counts, but yeah, the good defensive. Yeah, work. Okay. probably yeah, spoil. And also seeing Cordy up against Danaher, battle of the mustache. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be good. Who's got the and whoever mustache? wins should shave their mustache. Maybe whoever loses, I could. I wouldn't mind seeing. Zane lose his moustache. I think, yeah, I'm used to seeing, like, I can imagine, I don't want to ever see, like, seeing Taylor Walker has been, like, frightening enough yes. without a moustache, I don't want to see Joe Danaher without a moustache. Like, okay. I do not want to see that. I don't like when people get rid of facial hair that um, suits them. Yeah. Like, as a kid. And you get used I, to seeing them yeah, with when facial I, yeah. Look, when I was a kid, Dad shaved off his beard and I didn't talk to him until he came back. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, I did not speak to him. Oh, my God. And I will not speak to Joe Danaher <laughs> if he shaves off his moustache. Uh, finishing off our show this week last week we did the Nuffy of the Week and the crowd has spoken the people have spoken the from people. the kennel uh, Steve the kennel has coughed the kennel has coughed it's coughed up a result <laughs> uh, Steve has won for his uh, post in the Western Bulldogs forum embarrassing three membership free to anyone you can find them burning in the centre circle Western Oval Mm. Followed him for fifty years in membership. He goes on to he gives it a bit of context. Yeah, he, with a he's not just burning memberships willy nilly. <laughs> he's got a reason. He justifies why. Yes. Uh, yeah, that smashed uh, Alex, who was didn't talk- get any votes because Alex is kind of as we mentioned earlier. Maybe it is. Maybe Bevo is playing for the draft picks. Yeah, so Alex had a point. Not as much of a nuffy as we thought. Steve's just an arsonist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve, um, yeah, congratulations, you, you can mate. Collect your prize of um i've got a few old western bulldogs drink bottles that you could probably have yeah i got a lunchbox <laughs> <laughs> right save the lunchbox for this week because this week yeah, les has written under the western bulldogs forum this is hurt my head this morning <laughs> trying you, to work out what yeah uh, red white and blue thinking cap on for oh. this one. <laughs> uh for everyone screaming for tom boyd to be in the afl side please consider what jeremy cameron tom lynch or jesse hogan would do at vfl level before considering if he would be an improvement to our side. 
I didn't mention Buddy Franklin because he gets paid more than Boyd. <laughs> what does it mean? Uh, if you know, please tweet or Facebook us what you think Les yeah, is saying. Because I feel like a nuffy because I'm like, oh, yeah, Les I'm is like, like... Yeah, like, what if Les... You know those memes that it's like oh, the small yes. brain and the brain gets bigger and bigger and then it's like the genius brain? Les' is cosmic genius brain. brain. Yeah, Les... He's like unlocked everything. <laughs> yeah, um, cosmic brain Les is... Like, okay, so Tom Boyd, you would argue, though, plays a lot in the ruck. Yeah. Whereas I don't know which Tom Lynch he means as well. Adelaide's Tom Lynch. Yeah, Adelaide nah, Tom Lynch or Gold Coast Tom Lynch. Coast Tom Lynch yeah. He must be talking about Gold Coast Tom Lynch. Yep. Says so Jeremy Cameron, who doesn't play for, uh, mm. doesn't play in the ruck. Tom Lynch at the Gold Coast, who I think he's more of an around the grant. Like yeah. they kind of, like I've seen him like take marks in defence. Tom Lynch. So I don't think he really plays. I think he might like pinch it, but I don't think he really bucks as much as Tom Boyd does, or Jesse Hogan, who. Doesn't really ruck at all. No. I could see him being compared to, like, Joe Danaher because yeah. he does a bit more rucking. Um, oh, yeah, Jesse Hogan would do at VFL level before considering if he would be an improvement to our side. I think what they're doing, it if they were in the VFL, I mean, also Jeremy Cameron and Tom Lynch would be playing in the Kneeful, so there's that. Ah, did you hear that, mm-hmm. Les? Yeah, pick that one up. Um, and so, like, and, like, you would expect them to, I guess, dominate at state league level. But the Kneeful is, like, playing... Div four in for Spotswood out in the Ooh, western okay. suburbs. Here we go. Like coming for the needle now. <laughs> pretty sure like there were players for Gold Coast in the reserves that would never get a game in their AFL team. But you'd look at the stats and it's well, like South, averaging South forty to forty to fifty disposals every week. And you're like, how? What is this needle? Like, could I get a game in the needle? No. Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetics. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, I was like, and then, but the, so you got that to consider. So you're yep. like, okay, well they play, I guess, like if you're looking here at him solely as a key forward, yeah. he needs to be doing more. Okay. That's what I'm going to gather okay. is that we're ignoring Tom Boyd's ruck work. Gotcha, Les. And we're just looking at him as a key forward. He needs to be kicking more goals is what I'm yep. gathering from this. Also, I think a lot of people have been asking for Tom Boyd to be in the senior. Why isn't he in the seniors? Why isn't he in the seniors? He wasn't fit enough. He didn't play any preseason. Yeah. Like he's getting his fitness back. He did have to take time off football. Like... You know what I mean? Like yep. you've got had the gluteal injury and yeah. I think I don't think he played since he took time off in round thirteen for mental yeah. health so problems. So he good needs, on him. Yeah, he needs to get his fitness up and there's no point having an un I mean, like it looks like we have a whole team of unfit people. But yeah. anyway, but then I love Les's side note in that I didn't mention Buddy Franklin because he gets paid more. Only marginally more. It but what has the lot. pay got to do with anything? <laughs> I don't understand. That confused me even more because I was like, oh, okay, I, I think I get what you mean. But yep. why Look, is Buddy Frank... Yeah. I'm not sure yet. He's not, maybe not a nuffy, but a cosmic brain. Yeah, as we said, tweet to us. Please help us unpack this yeah, uh, Shakespearean quote. I feel like I'm quote. doing a, um, like English assignment or something. <laughs> Analyse this quote. Our second uh, nominee was posted into the same Western Bulldogs forum. And it just says, guys, should we try and recruit Terry Wallace back to the club? Sick of Bevo. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Uh, crossed out their name. Let's give them a pseudonym. Let's call them Terry with an Clown. I. Like, 
to pl- yeah, <laughs> plow. plow, plow, plow underscore. Lover. It is probably like Terry Wallace and like a hidden 54. account. Like, this is how I get back into the club. Yes, <laughs> like we were saying before, Terry Wallace needs to come back as the yes. sprays coach. This is him. He's like, guys, should we try and recruit Terry Wallace back to the club? <laughs> Crazy idea, but guys. this Terry Wallace guy seems to know a lot about the club. <laughs> this Terry Wallace might be exactly what we need. <laughs> nice try, plow. Ah, uh, yeah, make check it out on Facebook. <laughs> we'll put it up this afternoon. Um, you can react to Les or you can react to Plow. Um, <laughs> Plow Lover 54 <laughs> is what I'm going to call him. Oh, <laughs> uh, good. Uh, that pretty much wraps up all that we have to talk about this week. Dogs are playing Essendon on Sunday. We'll be back on Wednesday to unpack when the Bulldogs get back on their feet and thump yep. Essendon by 54 points. Mm. Um, but, yeah, as we said earlier in the show, check us out on iTunes, rate us. Comment to us, comment to us, tweet to us. Uh, Yeah, thank you.